Hello, my friends. I'm your host, Sharice, and you are listening to Dot 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 with Sharice, a podcast where you can join me weekly as I cover topics commonly involving my childless stepmom journey and my health and wellness advocacy. We'll cover topics such as how to handle a blended lifestyle, how to keep up with your mental and emotional well-being, what healthy looks and sounds like, and I'll often throw in some cool tips and tricks mixed in with some motivation on how to be your best self in the midst of any and all chaos. I want you to feel like you always have a helpful friend rooting for you. So take a deep breath, remember how amazing you truly are, and let's chat. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode with me, your host, Sharice. And I know that it's been forever and I'm trying to get syncopated again with all of this crazy stuff that's been going on in my life. But um, today I finally decided that I needed to sit down and I needed to talk about something that is a very close to my heart that I used to struggle with exponentially and have gotten much better with. And that is a lovely word called catastrophizing. So let's jump in with what is catastrophizing. Based on what psychologists reference it as, catastrophizing is basically when something happens and a person instinctively and automatically goes to the worst possible scenario in their minds and it just sinkholes you and then you start spiraling down into just this icky place of frustration and depression and anxiety all because the brain has been trained to catastrophize which is just the worst possible way to to handle or deal with anything so I, I noticed that I started catastrophizing at a very, very early age. Um, I'm not entirely sure. I don't think that I've done the mental work and the shadow work to be able to discover just when I started catastrophizing. But of course, I'm sure it has something to do with my childhood and maybe things that I heard around me, always expecting the worst thing to happen um, or people to act the worst is probably something that I remember hearing. Uh, my family wasn't like the most positive, especially extended family with those types of things. So I'm sure that that taught me at a very young age to just automatically think that the worst possible thing was going to happen and it was just going to be an awful scenario. And um, with that, as I grew up and I got older, I started catastrophizing in relationships. I started catastrophizing in schoolwork or um, projects. And eventually I started catastrophizing in jobs. I, you know, the whole, oh my gosh, I'm getting called into the office. I'm going to get fired. You know, um, oh, a parent wants to speak with me after school. They must be super angry. And whereas catastrophizing isn't something that can, you know, absolutely deplete, you know, there are times that, that those thoughts pop up that it's not super invasive. But when this is a method of thinking that just is constantly perpetuated, it really starts to wear a person down and and put pressure on, in my opinion, put pressure on the, like, the thought process. So for me specifically, I I just became very, very negative. And I just, I really struggled 
to, you know, think positively or, or rationally. And I would in turn rationalize my way of thinking by saying, you know, I'm not a pessimist. I'm not a, an optimist. I'm a realist. I look at things realistically. And the truth was, is that I was looking at things realistically, but it was from a very catastrophizing mindset. And it's taken a couple of years of work on catastrophizing for me to get to a point where I catch myself before I do it and I can work through what it is I'm catastrophizing. Um, I tend to do it a lot in my relationship and there have been many, many times that it has really sparked up a conversation between my spouse and I about whether I was dedicated in the relationship or not. And it's not because I wasn't dedicated. It's because what I was showing him was catastrophizing, which to him looked like a commitment issue. So we have an, a, a conversation that turns into an argument, that turns into a fight, and immediately I just start catastrophizing. Oh my gosh, this is the end of the relationship. I need to go. I need to leave. This this can't this can't happen. You know, um, I've I've had to do this thing before. This is the end. How could I have gotten here? I tried so hard. Oh my gosh, and that that way of thinking that catastrophizing from an outside perspective, I can totally understand why it looks like a commitment issue. But what it is, is it is an irrational reaction to, you know, negative input. And after, you know, speaking with numerous therapists about this and journaling just, just constantly about this, I was able to finally sit myself down and look at what was stemming this catastrophic thinking, recognize it as an irrational means of internal discussion with myself, and be able to kind of see it as a separate entity. You know, catastrophizing is a habit, not a truth. And when I did that, I would sit myself down. I would start catastrophizing. I would notice when he would catastrophize. He notices when I catastrophize. You know, I see catastrophizing in other people and just I can recognize it now, break down why it is happening, address it, you know, address those feelings, address those reactions, those emotions to just overwhelm or anxiety and call it out by name, basically, as catastrophizing. And then through that process, doing that over and over and over and over and addressing it repeatedly in conversations, in my mind, pointing it out, being very, very clear and certain about what it is and how it negatively impacts my life and my relationships, I have slowly been able to reduce it so much by like 90%, which is so much better than the 100% lifestyle I was living before that um, I can say that I've noticed some really, really big differences just through that mental process.
Before we get back to the episode, I wanted to ask you a question. Are you or someone you know looking to get their lifestyle on track? I don't know if you've noticed, but I do personal one-on-one coaching to help people realign their lifestyle with where they want to go. It's super simple, and I promise it comes at a very, very low cost. Not only that, but there are no excuses as I come to you through virtual meetings, private apps, and other resources right to your home, and you can access me anywhere at any time. Now, let's get back to the episode. All right, so next up, I would obviously want to talk to you about some tips and tricks that you can do to help just figure this stuff out, because who would I be if I told you a problem and I didn't come to you with a way to fix it. So um, my first suggestion for you is going to be, of course, find a therapist. Find a therapist that you trust. Find someone you can bond with if you are unsure as to how to choose a therapist or if you don't have insurance to cover that type of thing. There are tons and tons of programs, free resources, and other options out there to help get exactly what you need and to just make sure that you and your mental health are on the right track. My second option and my second tip that I would tell you is get a journal. Get a journal and start writing down all of the things that you have inside of your brain and get them out on paper. It is scientifically proven to be so therapeutic to just have those things go from your brain to a piece of paper. And um, if you need journal prompts, there are tons of prompts out there. You could do freestyle writing. You could get a book. You could type it. You could do voice recordings and have conversations with like your inner self or whatever. Whatever fits you, you have to start doing. And it has to be a habit that you start creating for yourself to replace that catastrophizing. The other thing I would tell you to do is if you notice there are specific times in your life when you really catastrophize, like for me, for example, is in my relationship, have that conversation with the other side, with your spouse or a friend or your parents or whatever it is, and tell them, hey, look, this is something that I do. It's not healthy. It is a very, you know, it, it's it's very disruptive to my life and I need you to offer me a lot of grace and to just be kind with me when I start doing that. Don't get upset with me or angry with me because that's going to make it worse and confirm the catastrophizing thoughts that I have. So I need you to help me recognize that and help me start to take over and stop those types of things. So oh, have a, that open conversation. Obviously, I know there might be times that you have people in your life that really spur up catastrophizing and they're not really open to those types of conversations. And um, if you are in that situation, I'm so sorry. That is absolutely not fair. Um, but if you can try and have that conversation with the people around you, and that would be my third suggestion. My fourth suggestion would be to find a way to vent. Um, I had a conversation with one of my therapists and she said to make sure that when I'm really angry or upset or catastrophizing that I focus on sort of venting, um, whether that's to a person or when I write it down and I start to take catastrophizing and move it towards venting instead of saying, oh my gosh, 
this thing is going to happen. Everything's falling apart. This is the end of the world. Say things like, oh my God, I'm so sick and tired of feeling like X, Y, and Z. This is how I always feel about this. And oh, I just want it to be over. To kind of change that mindset from an is to a just a frustration and an expression of emotion. And then you can put it behind you. Um, so focus on more of like a venting lifestyle, um, not lifestyle, a venting conversation to put into your lifestyle. And um, I had one more thing. Now I'm trying to think. My last thing, oh, to find a distraction. When you are when you are recognizing that you are catastrophizing and everything starts collapsing and cascading, find something, whether it's taking a walk, playing with your animals, reading on a book, watching a show, some type of distraction um, that can allow you the space to be upset while simultaneously working through it and, and alleviating pressure. So what I mean by that is I don't mean like distract yourself from those emotions because that's also a negative habit that we could talk about at a later time. Um, you have to focus on the emotions you're feeling to understand them so that you can stop the habit, right? So catastrophizing is a emotional reaction to a specific trigger in your environment. You have to just, you can't just ignore it and distract yourself with tasks to be able to just like ignore it. So find something. Usually for me, for example, is if I don't feel like journaling what I'm going through, I will take a walk and I will think through it. It's really nice because I can be out in the neighborhood. I can get fresh air. I could listen to music and I can just sit in my thoughts for a little bit and work through how irrational I'm being. I can kind of have that heart to heart one-on-one -on -one conversation with myself in my mind. That's kind of like, you know what you're doing, you're catastrophizing and that's not helpful. So what can we do to fix that? And then when I usually get back from my walk, I'm a little bit more low-key, I'm a little bit more mellow, and I can generally sit down and have an adult conversation to work through whatever the topic was that triggered me. Um, that is kind of all that I have for you. I hope that you found this helpful. Um, it's definitely something that uh, I haven't heard a lot of people talk about, but it is so something that has just plagued me for a really long time. And um, I hope that if it's plaguing you, this could maybe help you realign and um, put a stop to it because you definitely don't need it in your life. And, um, and life is much easier without this constant bombardment of worst case scenarios. So thank you for being here. I hope you are having a great week and I will talk to you next time. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in today. Please don't forget to check out my Instagram at Coach Charisse. Click the link in my bio and you can explore and check out all the amazing content and resources I have, as well as send me any questions or messages. This is also how you can get involved in my private group where I will work with you and coach you one-on-one. -on -one. Have a great day and I'll see you next week.